Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Ruin Hammer. Hey uh, guys, welcome back to Ruin Hammer. How are you, mate? Good mate, good mate. Uh, round five review. Um, yes, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> it's uh, how, how's your week been, mate? It's been all right. Um, I, I, I had to get over the uh, the disappointment of last Friday pretty quick. Had a great uh, weekend out with the family. Went up to the Sunshine Coast hinterland and I uh, went to movies on Sunday for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And saw Godzilla vs Kong. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, absolutely. I, I'm a big big lover of monster movies, but um, yes. I think um, I think most people will enjoy that one. What about you? Uh, yeah, mate, I um, had a weekend of footy pretty much. Uh, mm. Went to the, the game Friday night up at Central Coast. Uh, massive shout out to everyone that went up there, particularly um, Richard Morgan from uh, mm. Warrior Nation and Hilton Harris, who organised the two buses. Uh, mate, the chants and the Wayatas that were being sung <laughs> during the game. That? Mate, get on our, uh, on, uh, our YouTube, oh, sorry, not our YouTube, get on our Facebook page, have a look at the video I shared. Uh, absolutely sensational. Um, it was really, really moving stuff. Uh, mm, great to be sure a part was, of. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Sunday, I, uh, I've been dragging the great Juan, who's a, a uh, massive Tigers fan to all the Warriors games this year. So I, repa he re I repaid the, the favour that he's done for me. We went and watched the oh, Cowboys versus man. the Tigers. You're um, a great friend. Mate, well, it worked out to be great. I got to um, got to chat to Toddy Payton before the game. Um, Legend. Yeah, and uh, also I uh, got to chat to Michael Luck um, as well, another who's another great, legend. Absolutely, another Warriors legend of the legend. Warriors. Yeah. Um, who we have now lined up to come on the the show in a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, it's a couple of guys saying hello. Malcolm Earnshaw, g'day, mate. Matty Loder, evening. Hey, Matty. Barry Carter, hello, Mum. How are you, Paulie? How are you, hello, bud? This is coming. <laughs> um yeah so yeah it was um it was great to catch up with toddy um while Carl, carl's not listening it was it was good to see him get a win <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we we have we have been feeling for him haven't we he's been yeah 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 hard up there so yeah we'll, we'll never begrudge toddy a win no no uh and he's a great Shame. man yeah. mate you know he's he was excited like he was happy to see us um mm. actually said to me do you get around do you go to a lot of footy <laughs> yes i do <laughs> man of the people that's what hey, we Travis, always say how are you? You? can't how are you yeah i know i am a man of the people yeah uh, absolutely um, well mate should we should we rip the band-aid off and get straight into this this round five review um yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's just let's just preface it by saying that we are massive massive day one warrior supporters mm -hmm. um and we we never bag our team. We never bag our club. We never uh, bag our players. We, we try to find a positive in everything, but there comes a time where you've, you've just got to be honest. Yes. Um, so the, the result that the game the other night was not one of our best. No. And therefore to, to, to maintain our credibility, um, you know, we've got to be honest in our appraisal of what went on. That, that's that's I'll hand right. it over to you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've I've got to say, and I was telling you this all last week, and I think we even said on the show last week. I just was very nervous about this game all week. I had an uneasy feeling about it. I just something in, yep. in, in inside of me was like, this is not going to be an easy game. Uh, probably the main reason for that is our history with Manly. They dead set have the have had the wood over us in recent times. We, we've made up a little bit of ground on them, but um, yeah, they, there was a period where we just got had no luck against them. 
and obviously DCE and Foran in the halves, like they, they, they were the classic manly combination that just knew how to beat us. Look, as long as yep. those guys are in the team, like, you know, they're, they're always a chance. Plus all the injuries and everything that we had to the squad and the misfiring attack from, from the Roosters game. All of this kind of added up to having me really on edge. And yeah, I just had this, this real uneasy feeling, a lot of concerns leading into the game for me personally. <laughs> I had similar concerns, and, and to be quite honest, it was a pretty average start. Um, mm. Defensively, we weren't too bad, but in attack, um, we just had players that seemed to be just missing their assignments. Um, yep. Manly had two opportunities to score through Trebojevic, who it looked like he tripped over before getting mm. to the line and kind of landed in, in front of the line, and then Roger wrapped him up. And then there was uh, Lachlan Croker jumped out from dummy half, and, and Jazz stopped him on the goal line with some great defence. Um, yeah, holding him outstanding up. desperation. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember looking at the clock at around the 25th minute mark oh, and, yeah. and it was and saying to Wayne, because at that stage it was still nil all. And um, and I said to him, I'm a bit concerned the fact that we haven't scored any points. That was a worry, wasn't it? Yeah. One of the worst defensive teams from the first four rounds. Um, yeah, it just and we never looked like scoring any points in that in that 25 minutes. Absolutely not. Yeah, that for me, I was just like, how can we not have at least put at least one try on the board? And then, and right on yeah. cue, Manly put in that kick from deep in their half, and Jason Saab absolutely torched Big Ken and won that foot yep. race pretty easily. It was uh, it was kind of a throwback to the to the Manu days of the slow turnaround and chase, unfortunately, um, and it kind of highlighted. The, the lack of speed that we do have out wide at the moment. Um, yep. He, he, got there, he got there very comfortably and he looked fired up. Like after they scored that try, they were visibly fired up. And I'm like, gee, soon as I saw that, like, geez, we're in for a fight here, boys, because that's given them like a yep. lot of confidence. That was like a massive shot in the arm for them. Um, we, did, we did respond fairly quickly um, with a try not long after that. It was a good run by, by the Merch to, uh, to set that one up. Yeah, it was, but um, he was strong in attack for us too for most of the night. I know um, there's a couple of instances at the end of the game where he made some handling errors that kind of, um, and you could see his frustration. But mm. as a whole, I thought Merch was one of our better players. Mm. Um, yeah, but in that instance, he really should have gone himself because his pass to Ken got knocked down by Saab. And so we're a little lucky to get away with that one because that could have gone over the sideline, could have been anything. Uh, it could have gone anywhere. Yeah, yeah. That, that just yeah. kind of summed up the night. I think that play. Yeah. It's good. It's good lead but up. Again, we had, yeah. Oh, it was. It was. Mm. But again, we had plenty of possession, but our attack was way out of sync. Um, players were running into each other mm. a few times and yeah. passes definitely weren't hitting the mark. And we had a lot of forced offloads, which resulted in lost ball mm. uh, at, at crucial times in that game too. Yeah, so... So six all at half time, and then we the, the Sean O'Sullivan um, solo try right after half time. For me, great try, but that should have been the launching pad for us to go on with the job. But instead, we got we got a lot of possession after that, and and, and we well, I thought, oh, here we go. We just we probably just need to get one more try here to kind of break their back and go up maybe eighteen six. But instead, we we just woeful in attack on the line. We just threw nothing at them. We didn't even no. look like scoring. That was so frustrating to watch. I could not get over that. Manly, Manly had a lot of luck as well. So, so they had a lot of luck with the challenges. They, they got a couple of challenges, particularly the one with Aloy, Aloy Hay, where he got away. That was a clear knock on. 
Like in, in anyone's language, yep. that was a lost ball. I know technically it didn't go forward, but that was lost possession. He had no control over that. But yeah, anyway, they, they they won so, that and they, and they won most of their challenges, I think, except for maybe the last yeah. one. And we didn't get very many six agains uh, during that game either, um, which kind of stunned any kind mm. of player that we could get going. Cody had a very disappointing game, mm. um, which was highlighted by, highlighted by his spill uh, trying to clean up that grubber, uh, uh, took his eyes off the ball, knocked it into Schuster's hands, and, and basically gifted him a try. And literally, and then with the scores locked try, at twelve yeah. all with twenty to go, I just had that that sinking feeling that us Warriors supporters get way too mm. often. Yeah, way too um, often. Yeah, I yeah. I knew that. I knew that once it got back to level peggings, I was just thinking this: like we've got to, we've got to maintain that that six at least that six point buffer because as soon as it gets down to 12 all and the time starts expiring i mean how many times has dce done the job on us you know yeah um, and they kept saying yeah. it in the in the commentary as well on tv matt russell said it about five times like yes we get it we've all lived through it mate um yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i i sullivan took a shot but it was pretty rushed it, ne- it never really looked like going over cody Cody attempted one, and then the, the the rushing manly defense forced him into running, which looked kind of promising. But again, it just it just didn't result into anything. Um, no. So they they manly probably showed a bit more patience, and they got themselves into a position. Um, so then there was the Schuster attempt that sounded like you were saying it sounded pretty sweet off his boot when you were there. Oh mate, yeah, it sounded yeah. great off his boot. <laughs> Luckily, Tohu was there putting the pressure on, uh, like he normally is, and yep. got the charge down. But then, then they got, they got that set of six, and I looked, and there was still the best part of a minute. And I'm like, we are in trouble here. I, I just looked at the time, yep. and I'm like, they are easily going to get into that position there. So, yep. And and I, I suppose the other thing too is that they had options. So they had they had um, drop kick options. They had mm. DCE. They had four, and obviously Schuster can kick them. Um, Croker's a, an ex-halfback, so you assume mm. that he can kick him. And, and, and we really didn't have many options. We um, It was only Cody, yeah, I so, think, that had kicked one. And that was – I think when he kicked it, it was, right. it was a nothing field goal where there was no pressure. So it was no yeah. – it doesn't really count as game-winning experience, no. I suppose. So um, in all, though, Manly didn't play particularly well either, to be fair. Um, both their tries came from kicks. So they didn't really create too much. Um, but I just think they played with more desperation, um, wanting to get their first points of the season. But mm. we were extremely poor. We were extremely poor in our execution and our handling. Um, Mark Roberts is saying 0.5 to one second behind the play on attack, I reckon. Small margins of stuff-ups definitely hindered us. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Paulie says our scra- scrabble defence was tight, but our attack was flat. Um, yeah, that's Mark generous. Says, <laughs> Yeah, Matt Russ, Matt Russell was as bad as Blocker. He's on commentary. Oh, he was wasn't Blocker it? on the commentary as well. Oh, mate, Blocker's always on our commentary. He, they they were dead yeah, set. Like, I, 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 yeah, I. Where's that mute Blocker button when you need it? You know, but yeah, but Matty Russell. I mean, he used to yeah. do our games over at NZ and everything. And I, I used to think he was all right, but now he's just now he just kind of grates on me a bit. And when he kept going on about oh Manly if the wood over the Warriors, he kept going on about that. Oh DCU's kicked four field goals to beat the Warriors before. I'm like, yes, as I said, we know we've all lived through it. <laughs> but uh, and he even had the years goes in 2016 and 2017 and 2019. And all, and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, great. 
But um, but but one thing I'll say about Manly is, you said they didn't play well, but I think we we contributed to it. They they grew in confidence every time they held us out. They they started to grow in confidence that their defence was able to aim up and repel us, and and that's what happens when you literally throw nothing at them. We barely fired a shot. Yeah, sitting there just so yep. frustrated. It's like this, they're just eating this up. Any any team would have would have defended that. Um, what we were offering. I think I think most of our players were could have been guilty of you know thinking oh that it's, it's manly that they got pumped last week two points in the bag, um so maybe a bit of complacency there who knows but it was it was just an all round inept performance this is in summary for me because if I go on any more I might say <laughs> myself but it was all round inept performance let's just say that. And I must say, it's up there with the worst in our history, considering the circumstances. I know it was only a one-point loss, but considering the circumstances and everything, I just, yeah, not good at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Jazz had a pretty decent game. Um, and he was playing under duress for the entire second half. Uh, I did speak to him after the game. He did have his... Because he went off before half time and went straight up the tunnel. Uh, he had an ankle injury. He needed. He had to get needled um, to get mm. through the game, so yeah. it was a great effort from him. I also also thought Marcelo Montoya was good defensively. Yeah, he was quite good. Um, wasn't he? Some good, good hits. Yeah, some good hits. Good reads. Yeah. Yeah, and and O'Sullivan tries hard. Um, mm. He tried to ignite our attack at times. He he actually does run the ball, um, which is something yeah, he does, we definitely need our halves yeah. to do. Mm. Yeah, um, surprisingly, when you look at his stats, he's like, you know, he went over 100 metres again uh, in running metres. So, mm. you know, for a halfback to be doing that, um, you know, two out of the past three weeks, that's, that's uh, relatively good. Um, he shouldn't have I guess to be probably the it, biggest though. positive. No, 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 he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. But I guess the, the probably the biggest positive coming out of that game was with the injuries and suspensions that we've had, it enabled a couple more guys to get some game time, particularly mm. Tom Arley and um, Paul Turner, who made their first appearances uh, mm. for the season, and Big Kane Evans, who um, became Warrior 257 on the weekend. So um, it was good to see those guys get a little bit of game time. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But, and it was defence. It was the, our defence that really kept us in that game, though. But but something's got to give with our attack. Um, something. Well, well, I mean, yeah, speaking of attack, our wingers, they're, they're, they're making you know, 120, 130 metres per game. But so that's, that's, you know, obviously carting the ball off our own line. And that seems to be the bulk of their work, the majority of the work. Who knows? I don't know whether that's wearing them out and everything, but they're just, they're just not featuring an attack. The ball's not getting to them. Like, it, it, as we said last week, it's a distant memory from like seeing Kenny and uh, Fuss diving into the corners. And it's, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know what needs to change there. Like, obviously they... Yeah, that, that that's just really frustrating, and, and we seem to have we seem to have traded speed for size. So it works well in our own half, as we said, like like carting the ball out, make getting out of the danger zone. Um, but I mean, we saw Ken get easily torched there by um, Saab. Um, yep. Yeah, that's it's just one of those. Well, things. Look, it's just one to put behind us. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things, though, too. And it's um, like Fuss hasn't been the same. He hasn't had the same opportunity since SJ left. Yeah, well, since, since Johnson's SJ gone, loved going to, yeah, yeah. to his. No, that's right. Um, and, you know, I, I think uh, not having Hiku the past two weeks kind of 
nullifies our attack as well because we've always said that Petahiku is one of the mm. the best centers in the comp for setting up his outside men. Um, yeah. And he, yeah, he does it very, very well. Uh, so yeah, but look, obviously, you know, maybe the short turnaround from the Roosters game coupled with you know the AFB and the zero injuries and mm. Bunty suspension didn't help us. Yeah. Um, you, you got to But now we've got an extended. Yeah, yeah, you do. And, you know, we've got a nine-day turnaround now to work on our deficiencies and hopefully get it right for the Dragons. Hopefully. Hopefully, um, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, you know, I mean, the Dragons are a team on the up, you know. They, I mean, yes, you know, a couple of weeks ago, worried. everyone was bagging the Dragons. <laughs> They've won four games in a row. Um, They've dead set been played so into four. Yeah. They have. They absolutely have. Um just a couple of stats from the weekend. Like the the possession stat was fifty fifty percent each. Mm-hmm. Uh, our completion rate is still up there. It's seventy five percent. Not too bad. Yeah. Our total run meters were more than Manly's. We had fourteen offloads to Manly nine. Mm. Um, our kick meters were six hundred eleven. But again, they're, they're ineffective kick meters. It's just yes. like a kick it's to end a set for the sake kicks. of ending yeah. a set. Yeah. No, it definitely um, looks like that. Twenty seven missed it? tackles. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. It's um, it's just up in the air. It's it's to a guy on the full. You know, they're not turning the the, the guys around. Um, we're not looking for. Or we're not getting any repeat sets from our kicks. We're getting. We put no pressure on on um, you know, players under the kick. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's frustrating, frustrating to watch. Mm. But, um, nine players over 100 meters, which is impressive. But again, what did it get us? It netted us, you know, nothing. You know, Roger... A- empty stats, really. It's, it's pretty yeah, much it empty is. stats, yeah. Yep. Because you can see Roger, uh, 259. Ken, 194. Fuss, 153. And he went off. Um, you know, Pompey, 138. Guaranteed they're all metres coming out of our own half. Hmm. Yeah, no uh, doubt. You know, yeah. Um, Jazz with 145 metres and, and 51 tackles uh, by, by far. Um Kane Evans so surprised me. I didn't. I didn't realise he'd run for 104 metres. Mate, his his first stint, um, he ran he ran for 98, and they actually announced it came up on the on the screen on the scoreboard like run mm. metres, 98, and you could see he was itching to get out there because he probably wanted to get over 100. Um, mm. So yeah, he 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 had a good first day up, first up hit out for us. Mm. I thought. Um, yeah, he was okay. Yeah. Yeah, and we had, as I said, we had Fuss coming to that hamstring strain late in the game, uh, and he's now expected to miss two to four weeks, I say. So, mm. uh, but we'll go through the team selection a bit later on. I think uh, F- uh, Fabian. Fabian's comment there. I think he's referring yeah. to Fuss when he said it died when he signed his mega contract. He did. He signed a signed a big contract extension back in 2018 or something, like four or five years, maybe. Yep. Yeah, he hasn't yep. hasn't been the same since, has he? No. Um, worth noting that Kenny played his 100th game for the Warriors on... Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a good achievement. Yeah. On, on uh, Friday, good good for him to get a try mm. in that in that game too. Um, Roger plays his 100th for us this week. So hopefully we can get a win for Rog. Yeah, let's at least do it for Rog. Come on, boys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, round four review, mate. What did you what did you make of the games? Uh, so we'll, we'll go back to Thursday night. Uh, South 35 versus Broncos 6. Uh, look, Broncos weren't too bad. They, they, were in, they were improved, but look, the Rabbits' potent left edge of Marshall, Gagai, Johnston, 
Latrell, I mean, they were just unstoppable. They were much, they were much yeah. too strong. The other interesting uh, point from this game is Adam Reynolds becoming the first player to kick one of those two-point field goals right on the stroke of half time. Slotted one from yeah, good. more than 40 out. Nice so, strike yeah. too, wasn't it? Mm. Nice strike of the ball. Yeah. Never looked like missing that one. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, the Broncos uh yeah, they're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the second Friday game was uh, Penrith 30 over the Raiders 10. Um, Panthers are just so far ahead of the pack at the moment. Ominous. Um, yeah. you know, even, even when they get troubled, they, they manage to find their way out of it. Uh, their win ratio now is just absolutely ridiculous. I think they've lost one game in their past 23 games or something. But they did uh, lose the one game that counts, amazingly. <laughs> true. Um, yeah. Cleary and Luai form halves in the comp. Uh, the interesting thing out of that game is people are talking about the arrogance and the cockiness yeah. that the Panthers seem to have now. And everyone's talking about that, that incident after they scored the try in the corner for, I think it was Charlie Staines. Mm. And um, Tarpanay was waiting to come on the field and uh, Crichton kind of got his arm around him and there was a bit of push and shove. Um, yeah. Interestingly it's not, not, enough, it's the Raiders that have got the fine for that. They copped a $10,000 fine for that. So yeah, they um, retaliated yeah. to that schoolboy nonsense there. Yeah. yeah. Kia ora, Jay. How are you, bro? Hey, Jay. Welcome, yeah. mate. Well, the um, Sunday... Saturday, uh, mate. Saturday... Uh, this was this was a, a pretty good performance from the Titans, forty-two to sixteen over the Knights. It's a very strong win. It was dead set the David Fafita show though. He is an absolute brute. That guy, uh, three tries, he was unstoppable. Uh, Fafita, I yeah, he was a dead set carrying blokes over the line, t- picking out blokes to run over. Uh, their their off season recruitments they are they are paying off big time. Um, yep. Yeah. No no injuries either for the Titans. Uh, no, Ponga's Ponga's no, first game back as well. Injury. Ponga's first game back as well, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, it was too. Yeah. He he, he had his moments. Yeah, and he, he he tested his hamstring um, <laughs> when he scored his try running away from AJ. Yeah, yeah. That would that would test anyone's hamstrings. Um. Yeah. Looking yeah. looking strong there, the Titans. Yeah, the second game was um, on Saturday was a storm, fifty-two over the Bulldogs, eighteen. Uh, I think everyone let out a big <laughs> cheer uh, when, after two hundred and seventy minutes of footy, the Bulldogs finally scored a point uh, with a try to Luke Thompson. Um, Melbourne were always in control, but the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs played with a bit of attitude that got them some points. Uh, you know you're going bad though when the commentators are praising you for scoring 18 points in a game that you got smashed 52 to 18. So um, you can see Trent yeah, Barrett that's... wasn't impressed though. Geez, he looked like a broken man on the on the bench, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. He did. yeah there, there was a brief period in that second half though where the Bulldogs were looking good. I think they put back to back tries on, and yeah, they're, they're looking yeah. all right. I was thinking, geez, they would have beaten yeah. us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the the second uh, second Saturday game, um, sorry, the third third Saturday game, I should say. This this was this was an intri- intriguing game actually. Uh, so the Roosters twenty six eventually getting over the top of the Sharks eighteen. Yeah. Sharks played some smart footy. They played good footy. Played sensible footy. They put uh, young Sam Walker under all the pressure that we should have put in putting him under in his first grade debut and in, in the first half, I should say. Um, and they, they were coming up trumps and they got out to an 18, an unlikely 18, four lead. Um, 
although I do do remember when they got out to that lead, uh, I saw the amount of time left on the clock. So you knew that the, the Roosters were always going to be a chance. Yeah. Uh, the Sharks also managed to minimize Tedesco's involvement. So in the, that they were almost sort of partially revealing a blueprint to how to control the Roosters. They did everything we didn't do the, pre, the previous week against them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, they're they, they a bit unlike they they controlled most of that game, and we're going to talk a bit more about the Sharks later. So don't worry about that. We'll yep. have, we'll be talking about them. But uh, yeah, so so eighteen four lead, and then and then from there it sort of turned into the Sam Walker show, didn't it? And he, yeah, it he did. put on a bit of a clinic. I think we were we were even texting saying, "Geez, oh that that's that's what they sh- we should have done to the Walker, kept him quiet." And then the, yeah, as I said, the kid just put on a put on a show and. Set up a couple of tries, scored one himself, and um, yeah, the Roosters just ran out winners, twenty six eighteen. Kiora to the Warrior Nation who have joined us. Warrior um, Nation. Yeah, we we gave you a massive shout out at the beginning yeah. of the show, Rich. Uh, the 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 organising of the buses uh, between yourself and and Hilton Harris and uh, the Brilliant. songs and and the atmosphere that you guys created that that game was absolutely f- phenomenal. Um, it was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Jay's asked, do we feel the Sharks lost with John Morris's final nail in the coffin? We will get to Johnny Morris. Uh, we're gonna talk uh, about him yeah. in our we'll, set we'll, of six, but I think I think it was already planned. I don't I don't think Yeah, it, the it, wheels were well and truly in on, motion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the result had anything to do with uh, him. In, in, um interestingly enough, Wade Graham, another um, yes, HIA. HIA. Yeah, that's his second one, isn't it? In in short amount of yeah. time, so that's that's another one to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been named this week for the Sharks uh, mm. because of that, so they're they're watching him very very closely. Hey, Jamie Brown. Um, Cowboys Sunday game. Cowboys thirty four uh, over the Tigers twenty uh, thirty. Uh, I was at that game, as I said, ran into Toddy Payton beforehand. Um, and Michael Luck got to chat to them. Uh, Tigers, woeful first half. Um, yeah. Massive crowd there. Well, it looked like it was a massive crowd. How many were there, Carl? Ten. Ten. 10,000 Ten. <laughs> people, but it, it looks like so much more. Like so much more. I guess because it's that. <laughs> <laughs> You've still got that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh, the Tigers got booed off the field at halftime. Oh, jeez! Yeah, there was it was it was a disappointing first half, considering the amount of emotion at that game for the for Tommy Radonikas. It just didn't translate, Um, did it? Nah, the uh, Tigers, uh, the Cowboys in the second half looked like a team that didn't know how to play from (laughs) behind. Uh, and the Tigers came back with like re- three really, really quick tries. Grandstand finished for both teams, um, but the Cowboys managed to hold on. How, how big uh, was that turning point with the with the Nofaluma try that got called back at the eleventh hour? Mate, um, that, for nothing. That, that was ridiculous because for nothing. You could, like from where we were, that was pretty much right in front of us, and yeah. you could hear you could hear um, uh, Matt Checken. Uh, stopping, uh, what's his name? Adam Dewey from having his kick at goal. And um, Dewey was lined up, ready to go. And it it went, it was almost a good minute and a half 
afterwards that they started looking at it. So we didn't know what was going on. We couldn't work out what the problem was. Yeah, it's like, what's the deal? Yeah. But yeah, it was, um, and we got to talk about that, the, the interference of the bunker in our set of six. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> where, they choose to, where they choose to come in and where they choose not to. So um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, he won't burn it, mate. <laughs> he won't burn it. <laughs> He'll be back. We're we're all always back. <laughs> as 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 much of a diehard Warriors supporter we are, he is the same for the Tigers. Um, That's so, it. We would yeah. never burn a jersey. So shame on all you no. people that have, unless they're from AliExpress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, the, the 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 final game on Super Sunday. The final. Thank goodness for this. The final Sunday night game because I'm not a big fan of this time slot, mostly because I forget to watch the bloody games because I don't even remember that they're on. <laughs> Uh, so the Dragons, our opponents this week, had a very strong win over the Eels, 26 to 12. They are a team on the up. Yep. They're looking good. Uh, set on the set up on the back of some really strong defense. Um, and the Eels was the Eels' first loss of the season. Uh, Matt Dufty, geez, yeah. he looks quick, and it's it's a bit of a worry, isn't it? Um, especially with our lack of pace. Well, it is. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of Dufty, that probably leads us nicely into our set of six for this mm. week. Um, the Dally M debacle. So it's been an ongoing controversy for a number of weeks now that, uh, and it just won't go away. Um, we saw uh, this week, we saw Jerome Luai, who was arguably, arguably the best player on the field on Friday night, not get a Dally M point. Uh, and then on Sunday, Dufty with two tries and two try assists. Uh, of, you know, the best player for the Dragons on the field doesn't poll any points. Um, and we had it a couple of weeks ago where, where you know, um, Dane Laurie didn't score a point in the, the Tigers' win over Newcastle when he was instrumental in that game. Uh, and it's been going on all season long so far in the past five weeks. Um, should there be an overhaul of the system? Um, there's enough media personalities at the games yeah. to be able to have several judges... Um, looking at the game with the final tallies compiled for a 3-2-1 vote. So, you know, maybe you get three guys who watch the game, they all put their 3-2-1s down, those are compiled together, and then whoever's got the highest scores the the um, three, the two, and the mm. one votes for the weekend or something to that effect. But it's, yeah, so it's they, just they ridiculous do that... Yeah. Well, it's just ridiculous that the best players on the field are not getting the points, and therefore it, it kind of diminishes the importance of that Dallium. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it cheapens it at the end of the season. It's um yeah, it's just uh yeah for me it's it's one of those things that everyone's always looked forward to the Dallium's and so mm. forth. But you know now it's yeah it depends on what what guy watches what game, um, you know, who he who he likes, who he doesn't like. Um, you know, it's uh yeah, I just think it's an unfair system now and, and something's got to be done about it. Yeah, yeah, well said. Well, brings us to number two, set in the set of six. I'm a, I gotta say, I'm a bit over these player swap rumors. They're constant every every year about this time. Seems to be constant media speculation and innuendo. Whenever a player is dropped from from a team, it seems like the rumors are that he wants out of the club or his manager is shopping him around and this kind of thing. No one ever seems to want to fight for their position anymore. So we've yep. just seen. Um, Josh Maguire get released from the Cowboys after he was having a bit of a uh, having a bit of a well, saying his piece after the game a few weeks ago yep. about the softness of the team and and that kind of thing. 
And then he's the constant rumor straight away is that you know um, Griffin's trying to get him down to the Dragons. And yeah, sure enough, he's he's now released to go to the Dragons. There's you know you got Andrew yep. Fafita playing reserve grade at Cronulla, and he's being linked to every single team. Super League, he's been linked to the Dragons, he's been linked to everyone. It just it just it's just frustrating. It's like any any sort of big name player, like they're probably the same thing will happen to Milford now that he's been dropped. They'll be like, Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, they'll start linking around. him to, to every other club that's in need yeah. of a halfback on a five eight. Yeah. I, we don't know where this comes from. We don't know whether this is all just like media beat ups or that kind of thing, but it just seems like a lot of a bit of fight has gone out of the players. Like there's no okay, I've been dropped, I, I want to play extra well and in New South Wales Cup or Queensland Cup to get back into the team. It's like, oh, oh, they dropped me. Oh, can you get me out of this team? Oh, I mean, uh, yeah. as I've said, it, I'm sure that it's it's not like that most of the time with the players, but it kind of it kind of leaves you with that impression almost. Well, it, do, it does because that's what the media portrays. Mm. Um, you know, that's the stories that they write. Uh, you know, oh, you know, so-and-so not happy once out. I mean, in the Maguire case, it was true. Um, but how many stories do you see every week where it's a similar kind of... Uh, oh, story? out of favour, so-and-so linked to move, shock move to rival club all the time. Yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Um, point three of the set of six, bunker interference. Mm. Uh, this is one that really pisses me off, um, mm-hmm. that they look at every single try, even after it's been awarded. So... I don't know what was wrong with the system when a try was awarded. They just go with it. And mm. then, um, you know, if, if the uh, ref wasn't sure, they could send it upstairs to the bunker. Uh, you know, people complained about the amount of times the bunker looked at, at tries and what have you. Now we've got goal kickers getting in position, but they can't kick the goal yeah. until the, the bunkers had a look at the try. Um, they're taking tries away from teams. Um, if the ref awards it, it should stand, is what I think. Um if they can interfere with that, then why can't they overturn the poor decisions on the field? Um, like you, you know, you'll see a guy knock on, but unless the captain challenges it, the yep. knock on stands. Yet the, the the bunker or the television replays will show and clearly show that there was a knock on, or you know, the, the referee got the wrong decision. Why can't they change that over? It, why isn't that as much an important um, and crucial decision in the game as someone putting the ball down right or wrong? Um, it's just. <laughs> Wasn't it? Wasn't it done to try and speed up the game? Like they say, okay, well, but if our gut feeling, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, like it's like my gut feeling is that's a try, so we'll award it, yep. and then we'll take all this time. Yep. Then the bunker comes in and has a look at it. It's just, it's just wasting time. It's dragging it happened, out. Yeah, time. it happened. Yeah, and like I said, it happened to the Tigers on the weekend, and we're all sitting there. The try's been awarded. The Tigers have all gone back up the other end of the field. The Cowboys are all assembled in the go- under the goal. Dewey's lined up his kick so that, you know, he's lined up his kick and he's just about to move in. And then you can hear um, Matt checking going, no, no, wait, wait, wait. And then next thing they start reviewing the whole try. And then they, they, they called it interference by uh, James Roberts, I think it was, who was the guy that played the ball. So he played the ball. He can't disappear into thin air. Yeah, where's he going to go? It's like uh, a yeah. out from the line. Jeez. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, you know, maybe... Maybe the way around this, I don't know. Like, I, I, we're just two guys who watch rugby league, and you know, we, we don't have all the answers. But you know, maybe, maybe a way of getting over this is um, rather than you know, stopping the game self and and looking at these things, rather than having one captain's challenge, maybe they get two a half, you know, or mm. something like that. And once, once, so if a guy goes over a line and the ref calls no try, 
they can choose to have, oh, no, I want to challenge it. Like if the guy gets up and says, no, I got that down, mm. you know, they can challenge it. Then the bunker can have a look at it. Um, you know, vice versa, if they award the try and the opposition go, no, 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 we held him up, they can challenge it. But, yeah, this checking every single try after it's scored is just, yeah, it's... I dare say the players probably don't mind the stoppage because it's probably one of the rare stoppages that they get in the game now. Especially but, the speed of the game at the moment, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, for me, it's just... It's a blight on the game. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. All right, well... <laughs> Moving on to something is equally controversial. I'm going to introduce a hashtag here. Hashtag yep. WDWLHG, which stands for why did we let him go? Now, <laughs> Warriors fans are notorious for this. Um, I think I think a lot of a lot of supporters think that we're allowed to have a 300 man squad. So therefore, every player that we've ever released, which has been the biggest mistake and the biggest crime against rugby league can stay at the Warriors. So no matter who it is, whoever we release goes to another club and has a half decent game. Why did we let him go? Why did we let him go? Big mistake from the club. I mean, the amount of players have left the Warriors and flourished at other clubs. So I, I had a bit of a check of this. So obviously Isaiah Papali'i is having a great start to the season with the Eels. And that's, that's kind of what brought this on because there's so many... Yeah. Well, and also Paddy Herbert's getting the mention as well because he had a good game the yep. other week for, yep. for the Gold Coast. So probably, uh, obviously, Charles Nickel Kluxter. Kluxter. Have I said that right? Yeah. Um, yep. And Siwa Those are pretty much the only guys I feel that we've released that came through like Warriors system that really went on to flourish other clubs. To be fair, there's a massive list of players who went to other teams that didn't do too much, like the Lola here's the Vetes, Carter, Tuimavave, etc. It's a bit of a, it's a, another one of these many Warriors-related myths that we release a player and they become a superstar in another team and come back to haunt us. Really, when you look at it, not too many of them have, but it doesn't stop every no. second bloke from saying. W D W L H G hashtag mate. Sometimes for some of these guys, like, okay. CNK is a classic. He, yep. he wasn't, he wanted to play fullback. He was not going to play fullback at the Warriors. Um, he got an opportunity at Canberra and the Warriors let him go. Um, Papali'i, uh, you know, for whatever reason, just wasn't hitting his potential at the Warriors, whether it was the, the job that they had him doing on the field or, you know, how they viewed him as a player mm. uh, and what he was supposed to be doing. He's gone to Parramatta, uh, new coach, new environment. and he's Change flourishing. of scenery, flourishing. For, yeah. Sometimes it's just what a player needs. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, um, so, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't, guys, we can't keep everyone. I know that no. we, everyone thinks we've got this 300-man squad where we, we've got all these guys because they've all been the biggest mistake the club's ever made we yep. release them so you know you, you can't always get it right <laughs> the, the other thing too guys is we don't we don't know what these players are asking for in terms of contract money and whether they're pricing themselves out of of getting a contract with us um or uh you know it's just not the kind of money that the the club wants to spend because uh, we were big fans of the club keeping patty herbert and or Adam Kieran at the end of yeah, last year, yeah, uh, but yeah. for whatever reasons, they didn't. They signed Marcelo Montoya and they signed um, Ewan Aitken. Mm. Uh, 
to in in those center positions and you know it is what it is and we move on um you know so yeah it's it's, it's, it's just, a hard it's one, one of those things isn't it and it's always going to pop yeah. up so next time you see someone saying why did we let so and so go or oh i can't believe that so-and-so is now playing well. Come back to haunt us. Just hit them with the hashtag WDWLHG. Why did we let him go? Why did we let him go? <laughs> um, the next point in our uh, <laughs> time for another Warriors myth-based blog room. Oh, mate. We are, we are a club with plenty of myths, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, massive um, board coaching pack. lottery. Yep. Yeah. Coaching, um, yeah. Yeah, our next point is the, the coaching lottery. Uh, and... <laughs> We, we've just heard, like in the last 24 hours, that John Morris um, is the winner of the Which Coach Spikes the Dust first uh, in 2021 yes. lottery. Um, he was contracted to the Sharks at the end of the season. Everyone knows that he will. He was um, hoping to get another contract. The club were stalling on that contract. Um, it's been since it's been discovered that uh, Craig Fitzgibbon from the Roosters has signed on to coach the Sharks for the next three seasons, bringing Cameron Soroldo from the Panthers with him. Uh, and the Sharks board have sacked John Morris effective immediately uh, by a text message we're led to believe. Um, and with Josh Hannay taking over the reins as the interim coach. Uh, look, for me, I can understand why the Sharks have done what they've done in regards to looking for another coach. Um, maybe they just didn't see John Morris as the, the ideal um, first-grade coach, was never going to attract players to the club. Um, in saying that, they haven't had the funds to bring players into that club over the past two seasons because of salary cap constraints and, and so forth. Um, and here's another one similar to Toddy Payton, who's inherited a – and Kevin mm. Walters, if you ask him yeah. – yeah. uh, who's inherited a, a – a roster that he hasn't built. Um, so kind of unfair in that respect that he was let go without building his own roster. Mm. I can't understand why the club wanted to get someone, but they haven't gone with an established coach. They've gone with another rookie coach. Yeah, another untested, which is interesting. untested uh, but well-regarded yeah. assistant. And, yeah. and there's been mixed results bit, with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Really um, mixed but, results. But there's... The, the, the need to get rid of him now, I can understand from the club perspective, because if he stayed on for the remainder of the year, knowing full well that they've got Fitzgibbon coming in next year and heaven forbid the Sharks make the eight or even the top four or go on to make the grand final, you know, win it, mm. how stupid did the club look letting that coach mm. go? So I, I can understand why they did it. I just, um, the, the way in which they've done it is absolutely shocking, absolutely shocking. Um, yeah. sent him a text message, sent uh, the players a text message saying, turn up the training on Thursday, Josh Hannay's your new coach. Um, yeah, just... Might, uh, wow. It might give uh, old Sean Johnson a bit of deja vu there, actually, the way that's been handled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking yeah. of halves, um, I'll just say g'day to Will Evans as well. I'll see you watching. G'day, mate. Um, oh, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Misfiring halves. There's been quite a few of them this year. Um, a lot of halves under pressure. So Luke Brooks yep. at the Tigers, probably the one under the most pressure. He's played he's played close to 10 years in first grade and never played a finals game, which is quite telling. Um, sorry, one. But uh, <laughs> we've also well, he's, he's, he's in good company. We've got we've got <laughs> we've got. Did you hear him? <laughs> what did he say? 
<laughs> he said, "Kick a dog while it's down." <laughs> so sorry, mate. Uh, <laughs> Brooks, uh, Milford, obviously been dropped this week. Brody Croft has been in and out of the Broncos team since signing there. Um, Flanagan as well going to the Bulldogs um, yeah. under pressure. There's there's a lot of a lot of halves under pressure at the moment, and we could see a bit yeah. of a merry-go-round coming up. I think. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, Luke Brooks is the interesting one for me, though, because as, as much as everyone keeps bagging him out about, um, you know, he hasn't played uh, finals footy and blah, 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 he's actually leading the NRL in tri-assists this mm. season. Yeah, he's definitely, um, he's definitely a good player. Yeah, that's not in doubt. Yeah. So. Um, Milford's the one for me. Milford's, until last week, like, I thought Milford had probably his best game of the season last week. Um <laughs> After he had that skyrocket shot up him, but but Kevy dropped him anyway. Uh, and I, I thought Kevy's selection process was weird having Dearden on there, and, and Croft coming off the bench, and he was giving Croft like ten minutes at the end of the game. Yeah, coming on for like the last five ten minutes when the when the Broncos are like well and truly dusted. Yeah, it's, yeah. that was weird. It's like what a waste of a bench spot. Yep. Um, yeah, but obviously, uh, like being being from um, Brisbane, and everything there is a lot of pressure on the Broncos, and yep. Milford is dead set copping it up here from everyone. Yep. Um, and the other one that we should add to that is Cody. Um, you yes, know, of Cody's, course. Yeah, definitely. Cody's Cody's not having um, the most memorable season. Uh, we're hoping. Yeah, I know can, that Will would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping that he can pull his finger out and. Uh, uh, what's that? Is the less than glowing overall analysis of Anthony Milford over the past few seasons from both the commentator, the Fox, and Channel Nine on the money? Absolutely, it is for what he's getting paid. Because um, apparently he's a million dollar contract man. So you, you're on a million dollars. You'd want to a make sure that your club's uh, up in that you know upper echelon of of teams fighting for spots in the eight, and b you'd want to be make sure that you're the best player for your club on the field every, every week. Um, you know, there's there's not a lot of million dollar men in the comp, but those that are on the million dollars are pretty um, are pretty influential in their clubs. You'd say. What, what was it that Brandy said about him? He's dead set been stealing money from the Broncos for about three years. It was pretty rough. That that was yeah. pretty rough to say that Brutal. out in an open forum. <laughs> That that was. He, he that doesn't was mind a bit. He doesn't mind a big call like that, old Brandy Alexander, when he's not um, gushing over Adam Pompey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pompey, <laughs> exactly. big strong strapping Adam Pompey. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, round five this week, we let's, take on the Dragons mm. at Cogra. A couple of changes. Interestingly enough, when I was going through the changes that um, Brownie has made, it's almost as if the guy that's out is just plonk the guy that's coming in into his spot. Um, so, for instance, Fusatua out. Hiku's been named on the wing. Um, Eli Katoa out in the second row. Just shoved Josh Ch- Josh Curran into the second row there. Mm. Uh, um, Bunty Afoa takes Tom Arlo's place. Uh, Paul Turner and uh, takes uh, whoever was down there at number... 17 for us and then we've got you know Jermaine Tanoa Brown slots into where I think uh, Paul Turner was originally on last week's um, squad list so the team that was named I would be very surprised if that's the team that runs out uh, 1 to 17 on on the weekend yeah, I would I tend to agree. I would probably think that um, that Bunty starts Torhu drops back to the edge back rower 
Uh, Josh Curran drops out, um, and Tanoa Brown comes in onto the bench. Yeah, uh, I, that would I, be yeah, my. Seeing- yeah, seeing JTB in the extended squad, that's that was my initial thought as well. I was yeah. thinking Curran's going to be the unlucky man here again to drop out. Yeah, I think Marcelo Montoya will push to the wing, mm. and Hick will go into the into the um, centres. Yeah, it makes much um, more sense that. Yeah, Nicholas McKersher says, "Rue, can you please do a Ray Warren impersonation?" I just did a big, strong, strapping Adam Pompey. <laughs> Australia on the attack now. Stevie Williams says, uh, Fuss out, should give the new signing a go. I'm not sure what the deal is with Reese Walsh. I don't know if he's been brought in as a development, as a development player. So are we assuming we have to wait until round 10? Round 10. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, are we um, assuming that, I think? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's what's happened because the whole, the whole swap between us and the Broncos was supposed to be development player for development player. Uh, we haven't heard if anyone's gone to the Broncos now. Originally, it was Paul Turner, but Paul Turner's a 30 man, like he's on our contracted mm. 30 players. Um, so he couldn't go to the Broncos unless he took a pay cut and he, he wasn't and prepared do to that? do that. And why would you do that to go to the yeah. Broncos? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think with everyone saying, uh, give Reese Walsh a go, I think we've got to wait a couple of rounds to be able mm. to see him. Uh, I reckon he will, he'll get a game this year. I reckon he will um, slot in at some point in time, if uh, assuming he's allowed to. This year, you think? Stevie Williams, I think he will. Um, mm. I think, yeah, I think we'll see him towards the end of the year. I think they'll want to get him in there uh, to learn our, you know, I mean, obviously he's training with the boys, but to get some mm. game time, form some combinations with some of these guys. It may see... Um, you know, Roger benched at some stage in the year, or maybe uh, uh, he goes onto a wing uh, for somebody or mm. something. But yeah, I, I think we'll see him um, at some point. I hope we do. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, on the selections, uh, no Ciro, which is interesting. I spoke to Ciro yeah, after last week's game. Week. Yeah. yeah, he said that he should be back this week. Um, I did speak to. Pat Hicker as well. He said he'd be back, so I'm glad to see him back. Yeah, um, Eli Katoa has been back, sent back yeah. to Queensland Cup to work on his game. I, I um, did think he has been down a little bit in form um, to start the year. Just his impact wasn't obviously as as big as last year. But I mean, it, you know, it's he's a young he's a young fellow. There's a couple still, of things still learning the game. Yeah, there's a couple of things from last week's game, and Richard Richard Morgan pointed it out to me uh, on Saturday or Sunday when we were chatting. Um, and sent me a couple of images of what he thought. There was a period where Ellie gets the ball and he's got Garrick in front of him and no no one else, and he's got two guys outside him and mm. Ellie cuts back in. Instead of like drawing that man and passing mm. and creating a two-man overlap, he kind of runs back into the play. Um, That's very perceptive, Rich. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he's, he's playing on the same edge as he did last year. At, well, it's funny. They keep chopping and changing. Um but he, he's back on the same edge he played last last year. But um, yeah, send him back to Queensland Cup, work on his game, oh, uh, the get dreaded, a bit of confidence back. And the dreaded second year yeah. syndrome. I wasn't actually going to say it because I'm hoping that it wasn't true. But uh, yeah. maybe it's beat me to the punch there. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll hope, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I'm not sure what the rule is on the 18th man either. I don't know if it's allowed to be the same person. Uh, week in, week out, because Josh Curran was our 18th man last week. Mm. So I don't know whether he can't be the 18th man this week and maybe he gets a run. I don't know. Um, 
Mm. Have to wait yeah. and see. Uh, although I did pick up. Oh, have a look. I did. Oh, it's been changed that rule anyway. I did pick up this after the game last week. The uh, oh, nice NRL operators manual 2021. They um, manual, they gave yeah. it away, so I'm going to read it and become. Yeah, I'm going to become a student, the, a real uh, student of the game. You are <laughs> a real student of the game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> mate, where do you think the game will be won and lost this week? What 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 do you think are the key points to? It's it's got to it's got to start with the halves. The halves have to take the bull by the horn. They they've got to they've just got to control the pace of the game. Where the game's played, kicking game has got to be on point. Not, as we said before, none of this just like booting it downfield, hoping for the best. Um, I mean, do, the, the the one encouraging sign from last week was the defence. So we're going to need to continue with that strong defence. But the Dragons themselves have been strong defensively. So we just need to throw a lot more at the mask, a lot more questions at the defence this week, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um the, the, I think the key player for them is they, they've got two. I think it's um, Sims on that left edge, mm. and uh, and he's Duffy. always a worry. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, I think he's the big danger. Uh, I mean, they're they're pretty strong across the park, um, mm. which is weird saying about the Dragons, but like Ravalava on a wing, um, Cody Ramsey, who looks like he's just uh, won a competition to be a footballer for a day. Um, <laughs> he, he doesn't look like a footballer, but. Uh, <laughs> The speed yeah, to burn. Uh, Zach yeah. Lomax. Yeah, yeah Zach, Zach Lomax. Lomax. Like they, they, they got, got pace. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what we have to try and uh, nullify uh, with them. Um, but they're definitely a, a team playing with a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence. Um, what's Mark Roberts saying? He never had the chance to develop properly last year. He was going to be starting in reserve grade last year mm. if there was a reserve grade. Uh, yeah, I know. He only yeah, joined the league a couple of years ago. He's very new yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, and yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely, he's he's definitely still learning. That's a, it's a good point, Mark. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, I'm really hoping it's it's not. So I said it's not. I hope it's not that that uh, dreaded sys. That um, yeah, no, there's plenty of time for him to be yeah, back. He's a quality too. player. He showed it last year. So we we we, yep. we now he'll be back bigger and stronger. All right. So so outside of outside of that game. Why don't we have a look at the other yep. games that are coming up? What do you reckon about Thursday? Yeah, mate. Well, um, Thursday night, we've got the Broncos versus the Panthers. Um, as we said, Broncos have dropped uh, Milford and Tessie Nui. Uh, Croft into 5-8. Jesse Alfred's comes into the sentence for them. Uh, Penrith, no changes. And Penrith will be too good. 13-plus uh, for me. Yeah, I'm going to go Penrith by at least 20. Yeah, the second. Uh, yeah. So first Friday night game. We're going to the Knights versus Sharks. This is an intriguing game, actually. Knights versus Sharks. You always wonder yes. how a team that's just sacked their coach or gotten rid of their coach is going to perform. Talk about myths before. There is yep. a bit of a myth that the team that gets a new coach automatically wins the next week. But I think that's kind of been dispelled over the years as a bit of a an old wives' tale. But um, the Knights have named... Dispelled by us last year, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like 50, 50 point shellacking. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Knights have named Braden Musgrove to make his debut on the wing. Bradman Best is yep. back. You know that guy that destroyed us back in round two? Bradman Best with the yep. the best rugby league name since Steel Retchless, if anyone remembers him from the Crushers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
no changes to the Sharks. And it will be interesting, as we said before, to see how it'll affect the Sharks. Because they had they played a pretty good game last week, as we as we touched on earlier. Um, yep. I the Knights Knights are a bit out of touch at the moment. Uh, personally, I I think I'm going to go the Knights in a close one at home. What about you? Oh, mate, I'm going to go the Sharks one to twelve. I, I I I I'm a massive fan of Will Kennedy. I like the way he's playing. Mm. He's been um, good, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he has. Uh, it's going to be a great battle to see um, Jesse Ramian up against uh, Bre- uh, Bradman Best, two big, mm. strong centers uh, playing opposite each other. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to go the Sharks. I think the Knights, for me, they're just a bit wayward at the moment. Um, seem to have lost yeah. their way a little bit. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, the game, the second Friday night game, has to be the game of the round. I, I think yeah, Storm versus yeah. Roosters. Um, you know, these two teams have a little bit of um, history. History, uh, yeah, the they sure do. 20, 2019 grand final against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, no changes to the Storm as expected. The only change to the Roosters is um, Adam Kieran onto the Roosters bench. Uh, they are waiting. Did that uh, Marsh guy get suspended or he got let off? Okay, there you go. My, my man in the corner just told me he got let off. So... He'll be playing. Um, if the game lives up to expectations, should be a cracker. But I'm going to take the Storm one to twelve. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd have to say this is going to be this is going to be a rip snorter. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Storm in a very very close game. I think there might not be too many points scored either. I think it might be fairly fairly low. Yeah, I game, agree. So. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Saturday, the three o'clock game, we have Manly versus the Titans. So can Manly back up their heroics from uh, last week against us? Tommy Turbo is back for Manly. Uh, The Titans are unchanged, but the Titans come close to reproducing their form from last week. Old uh, Fafita there, uh, terrorizing them. I can't see anything but a big Titans win here. Yeah, I agree, mate. Uh, Manly coming up against a red-hot Titans uh, team. Um, Tommy Turbo is back and they do win something like 78% of the games that he plays but I think first game back from injury he's going to be a little bit tentative Uh, the Titans are going to test him Uh, I've got the Titans 13 plus and for those of you that play Supercoach I will be putting the big C on David Fafita yes why wouldn't you after last week yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) What do we um, got next? 5.30 game. Rabbits versus Tigers. Yeah, Rabbits versus Tigers is next game. Um, Cody Walker back from suspension. Uh, Benji Marshall back to the bench. Uh, Tigers, inter- interestingly enough, have dropped Jacob Little and brought Jake Simpkin in to make his debut. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just think the Tigers' left-hand edge is going to tear apart... Uh, sorry, the Rabbits' left-hand edge is going to tear apart the Tigers and I'm going to pick the Rabbits... 13 plus. <laughs> just, just someone dying in the background there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, sorry, mate. I'm going to have to go the, the rabbits. Yeah. They're really comfortable in that one as well. Sorry, mate. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, move, we'll move swiftly on from that one, shall we? <laughs> Onto the Raiders yep. versus yep. Eels. Move along. Yeah. Raiders. Uh, so our man CNK is out. Caleb Aitkins comes in at fullback. Uh, Curtis Scott yep. is back as well. No changes to the Parramatta team. 
I am going to go. I think. I think the Raiders can bounce back here, but I think it'll be a close game. I think Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders by six. It's it's at home, so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Eels one to twelve. Um, I, I think it will be a close game, but I think mm. the Eels. I think that loss last week will sting them. Sting and, them. Uh, yeah. Bounce yeah. back factor. Yep. Uh, CNK's out for eight weeks, I think they're saying. Yeah, it's fairly He's out for serious an injury. Of time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, Sunday, first game Sunday, us, dra- uh, Dragons versus us. Um, for the Dragons, Maguire's being named on that extended bench, uh, expecting to play. Hiku back from injury. Bunty and JTB both in uh, back from suspension. I'm going to put my one-eye glasses on and say the Warriors in a close one. Uh, one to 12, but that's it's two points that we need. We definitely need. Desperately so I'm, need. Yeah, I'm on the Warriors. Warriors by two. Yep, nice. And I'm looking forward to watching that one live as well. Yep. And to wrap up the round, um, so no more 6 p.m. games. This is the 4 o'clock game. Cowboys versus Bulldogs. Do we have a? Do we have any interest in this game? Cowboys, the big story for them. Tal Malolo back from injury. No changes to is the Bulldogs. Is this the Channel 9 game? It's the Channel 9 game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. Uh, yeah, good okay. old Channel 9. Uh, who, okay. do, who do you pick in this game? Um, both teams, both teams imp- much improved, it must be said. Uh, Bulldogs showed, as we touched on earlier, Bulldogs showed, showed a bit against the Storm. Obviously, the Cowboys got out to that massive first half lead and just about got mowed down. But seeing as though it's a Cowboys home game, I'm thinking they might have a little bit more uh, bite. <laughs> Pardon the pun. They might get the bite on the Bulldogs. So, Cowboys are a close <laughs> one for me. Nicholas McCurch has gone nil or draw. Mate, nil or draw. The defense, of these, the defense of these two teams, it definitely won't be a nil or no, draw. No, no, I don't like think that's possible. Might be, might be um, a, yeah, yeah. I, I just think Tamalolo back is a big in for the Cowboys. Um, they'll be buoyed by that that win against the Tigers away from home. Uh, going back up to North Queensland, I think, um, I think uh, Cowboys one to twelve. Yeah, I know he said he's touch and go, but I'm expecting him to play based on, um, you know, conversations I've had with certain. And, and speaking of Tal Malolo, it's very uh, relieved to see that um, they came out and said that there will be no further changes to the origin eligibility rules. So that effectively rules out Tal Malolo and any of those other guys uh, trying to play origin. And that's so thank, thankfully, that's, common consensus good prevailed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. What's, absolutely. what's this? <laughs> back, back off the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know how hard no. it is to, to do a live broadcast with a guy standing with a knife pointing at you? <laughs> <laughs> You've got too many witnesses, man. Do I, <laughs> I have a lot of witnesses. Ah, yeah. jeez. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Um, Warriors, Warriors news. So, yeah. As we all know, Reese Walsh has joined the Warriors effective immediately. Um, there has been no word yet from the club if it was a player swap. I uh, haven't heard anything. I haven't. I don't know if anyone else has. Um, but Reese is training with the squad. Uh, Cameron George did a little um, interview with him the other day, which we shared to our page. So you can jump on and have a look at that. Um, very quietly spoken young mm. man. Yeah. He is. Um, 
And the other big news, Warriors news coming out is the Mount Smart pit, Mount Smart pitch, pitch party, party. Uh, on Sunday, <laughs> the second of May. So yes, so for all the New Zealand-based Warriors fans, um, they can get uh, tickets to the Mount Smart pitch party, uh, where you can go and watch the game, sit on the hallowed turf of Mount Smart, uh, watch the game on the big screen. Jeez, that'll be uh, awesome! Don't miss supporters. out on that. Yeah, yeah be mate. Next best yeah. thing to watching a watching a live game for all our. NZ Absolutely, I think tickets so, yeah. are only ten dollars for that. Um, Bargain. And Nicarima doesn't perform. Go to our page. You can see there's a we've we've actually done a yeah so um that's awesome um and then we've got Technical gremlins sneaking into the system there. So we were just talking about the pitch party uh, at Mount Smart Stadium there, so don't miss out on that. Tickets and bays for upcoming games. So round six this week against the Dragons. So I'll be coming down for this game. So make sure you guys all all get in there. And um, if you're in the Sydney area, make sure you jump in and um, come to the game and say g'day to to me and Mark as well. And Hammer, I think he's just rejoined us as well. Uh, yeah, tickets can be purchased in the nominated Warriors Supporters Bay using the ticket code 20Warriors21. Um, yeah, so make sure you uh, come along to that if you're in the area. Welcome back, mate. Um, yeah, awesome. <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> no worries. I was just I was just telling them about the, how they can get tickets to this weekend's game, which which both you and uh, I yep. will be at. So yes. they can get that from the nominated Warriors supporters bay, as I said, using yep. the code twenty Warriors twenty one round eight versus the Cowboys. It's actually at Central Coast Stadium, despite uh, talks that this may be uh, shifted to Tamworth. So that's round eight. Round 11 as well against the Tigers, also at Central Coast Stadium. And tickets available from Ticketek and use uh, the code VWMembership21. And that is at Central Coast Stadium, always Bays 6, 7, and 8. And yep. another reason to come and say g'day to us at the game at uh, Next Jubilee this week is that we have Warriors posters and lanyards to give away. So make sure that you don't miss out on those. So firstly, come and say g'day. There we go. So we've got plenty of these posters to give away. Um, so if you want one of those, come and say hi to us at the game. And you can grab a couple of those. Uh, I believe there's some lanyards as well. If you've got a lanyard there that you can... Uh, Sorry, I'm just reading us. some of the comments. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> They were thinking you'd fallen victim to Juan's knife. <laughs> yep. 
yeah, so everyone was relieved to see you see you come back safe and sound. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got some lanyards. Yeah, I've fallen victim to Juan's knife. <laughs> I thought he cut the internet cable oh, or something yeah. there. Awesome. <laughs> uh, don't don't forget, you can always get the Aussie Fan Pass, the the membership there. So it's only thirty five. Oh, yeah, he could have. Yeah, he could have. But yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, just saying the uh, Warriors. Uh, membership Aussie fan pass $35 so you can get all the benefits of being a member there you can get in early the uh, advanced windows for tickets you get correspondence from the club you get invitations to events and a great 10% discount on membership from the official store as well so make sure you go in there and support the club by purchasing one of those it's just 35 bucks don't forget to check us out on the other platforms as well. So stay tuned. YouTube, plenty more coming on the YouTube channel. Yeah, and, Hammer. Uh, Hammer. <laughs> plenty more coming on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, as we speak, the day in the life of a fan video is just being edited. We're having a few little technical difficulties with that final edit. So, so make sure you stay tuned for the round one um, videos. Myself and, and uh, Hammer will be producing one as well. Um, so you've seen the day in the life of a player. Well, this is our day in the life of a fan. So my journey from Brisbane down to Sydney for the round one game and also Hammer's version of events from that day as well. Don't forget to follow us, yeah, YouTube and on all the podcast applications on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, wherever wherever you wherever you're able to uh, access podcasts, we should have a presence on there as well. So, Hammer, are we are we back? I can hear you. You can hear me. <laughs> well, that's good. You sort of frozen there on screen, but that's cool. Anything else you'd like to add there? Uh, looks like we've lost him again. So, yeah, so once again, I'll be down in Sydney uh, making my first ever visit to, well, I always call it Cogra Oval, Nextra Jubilee Stadium or whatever it is. Hammer is not fine. He says that something has clearly happened to the great man. I agree. I think I'm, I think I'm running solo at the moment. That's all right. Has the Rona got into your connection tonight? Yeah, I think, he's, I think he has a, a positive case of his uh, internet connection there. So we'll say thanks so much to everyone for joining us tonight. We always appreciate you guys getting involved in the conversation. It's always great fun. We love talking footy. As, as we always say, we do this. We're just a couple of footy fans. We're doing it for the fans. So thanks so much to all you guys for supporting us and checking us out. Make sure you get along to uh, Nextra Jubilee Stadium uh, on Sunday afternoon. I think he may be back now might be might be making a reappearance before we sign off um but yeah it'd be great to see as many of you guys out there as, as possible it'd be great to hear some of those awesome chants as well and um singing and all the, the festivities that warrior nation bring us are you back mate are you with us i am mate i'm back i'm <laughs> awesome. back i was just actually doing a sign off is there anything else you'd like to add at the end there i was just i don't know what what did i miss how much how much of the show was I gone for? <laughs> Mate, it felt like an eternity. <laughs> I could have been 
Yeah, no, I was just saying to check well, us I'm out. Just talking to myself. Yeah, check us out on all on all the uh, on all the formats. So giving the podcast a bit of a plug, the YouTube, and just yep. saying we'll have our day in the life of a fan videos up soon. Uh, we'll be doing lots of little clips yep. from from some of our shows, some of the interesting moments. So check out the uh, if you missed the if you missed the chat with Big Mark Tukey, check out the little uh, clip I added the other day about speaking of Warriors myths. There's, there's a pretty big one involving the 2002 grand final and uh, big Richard Villasanti and Freddie Fittler. So if you want to know what really happened yep. there and you missed our chat with big Tooks, go on the YouTube channel and check that out. Mate, anything else? Yeah, absolutely. No, nah, mate, no, I'm all good. I'm all good. Before my uh, net drops out again, uh, <laughs> I'll say a good night to everyone. Thanks for joining us. Hey, um, don't forget, next week we've got uh, a special show on Tuesday. That's right. Um, yeah, I didn't mention that. Yeah. Where we've got Petahiku coming on. Yep. So Petahiku will be on on Tuesday. And then, hey, Jace, how are you, mate? Um, and uh, also uh, the following week, we've got um, Michael Luck coming on uh, to have a chat on the Tuesday. So um, two big ones to, to keep your eye out for. I uh, can't wait to have a chat with these boys. Uh, going to be fantastic. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, mate, yep. Yeah. As I said before, try and get along to the game if you can. Otherwise, we watch it, watch it on TV, pacing around your lounge rooms, I'm sure, if you're anything like like us. So, yeah, drop by, say, say g'day, grab yourself a poster and a lanyard. And <laughs> I think we'll uh, we'll sign off on that note. And <laughs> all right, go the Warriors. Cheers, everyone. Go the Warriors. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>